the Sports on Point Weekly Rewind, a week in review with Matt Smith and Bob Williams. Let's back it up. Welcome, guys. We're going to get started with This Week in Sports. This is a section where we cover the top shared stories on the internet from every day of the past week, and our host will give a short comment on each day. Starting off with Wednesday, Dan Snyder says he's changed. Washington Redskin or fans team. Bob? I like the confusing headline, but uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Honestly, Dan Snyder has been a guy who's uh, overpaid for players. Uh, maybe he has matured. It's been 10 years, about 10 years since he's uh, owned the team. But I'll, I'll see it this offseason when he's not paying absurd amount of money for people who shouldn't be getting it. I think it's important that we all remember that Dan Snyder, when he took over the Redskins, was only 34 years old. And uh, and f- first and foremost, he was a fan of the Washington Redskins himself. So I think it's easy to assume that somebody in that position would step in, take over control, kind of run it like his own personal little fantasy football team. But uh, I- I'm with you, Bob. Uh, this whole change for the better, change for the good. He's a more older, I believe he's 46 now. I think he's been there 12 years. And uh, a little older, a little wiser, but uh, we'll see if it has that big of an effect. Also on Wednesday, NFL playoffs. Antonio Cromartie of New York Jets says he hates Tom Brady. Matt? Yeah, I really kind of feel like the New York Jets took it a little bit too far with the trash talk this week. I know they got drubbed the last time they played against the Patriots back during the regular season, but I I thought Cromartie coming out and calling Brady an a-hole to the media is is a bit too much. Uh, obviously, they took it to him this time, and the AFC Championship game coming up this week should be entertaining because the Steelers, of course, famous for leading with their helmets, and the Jets, of course, famous for leading with their mouths. Well, mouths or helmets, it doesn't really matter because this is what we love about rivalries. We love the trash talk, and we love being improved out on the on the field, and what what else can we say? You know, New York won the game, so here's to you, Anthony Cromartie, Antonio Cram- Cromartie, and maybe he keeps doing it. Maybe he'll lead them all the way with his mouth. <laughs> on Thursday, Portland Trailblazers guard Brandon Roy to have surgery on both knees next week. Bob? Just think back. Think back to last year, the ultra-competitive Western Conference, and we were talking about the Trailblazers being on the cusp of uh, possibly being a, a team for the next five to ten years who, who could be there. Well... Odin gets hurt again. Brandon Roy pretty much has no cartilage in his knees. And it it, it seems like the Trailblazers are back into the 70s with all these injuries, which is unfortunate because Brandon Roy is a stellar player. And and, and this is sad for him. Hopefully, you know, they've done the arthrocot, the surgery, and hopefully he, you know, can recover from it and have a, a Grant Hill type career. Yeah, something about the promising players for the Trailblazers getting injured. Obviously, uh, you know Bill Walton and and Sam Bowie, the famous cases. Greg Oden, Brandon Roy. Now, but it's like you said, he's got a significant lack of cartilage in his knee. There is really no way to replenish that. So um, this surgery is just going to be the first of many in what unfortunately looks like a downhill period for the rest of Brandon Roy's career. Also on Thursday, LeBron James sprains ankle in Miami Heat's loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. This, of course, coming a day after LeBron tweeted about karma 
um, that everyone who saw assumed that was referring to the 55-point whooping that the Cavaliers took at the hand of the Lakers. But uh, LeBron backed off the comments, says they weren't about the Cavaliers, but it seems the karma police got the wrong guy because LeBron James is going to have a lot harder time backpedaling with that sprained ankle. Yes, karma is an evil thing, but not only did LeBron James sprain his ankle, <laughs> RuPaul sprained his ankle, otherwise known as uh, Chris Bosh. So right now uh, the Heat is uh, searching for bodies to play down there. RuPaul. Uh, that's funny. On Friday, Auburn Tigers Nick Fairley to enter NFL draft, sources say. Mr. Williams. Uh, if you saw any of the uh, championship game, you saw Nick Fairley everywhere. Um, definitely a, a guy who could, I won't say he may, will make a uh, Nambakadu Sue type uh performance possibly as in in his rookie year but he has that potential uh so why not why stay an extra year yeah i don't i don't uh i don't blame nick farley at all for coming out Uh, a lot of people speculating that he might be the number one pick in the upcoming draft in april um I, I, I agree with you. He's been a good, talented, overpowering player to watch. I do have a little bit of concerns with him as far as what's going on inside of his head. If you go back and look at this season, he got uh, got quite famous, uh, especially in the Georgia game, for some cheap, cheap shots, helmet-to-helmet hits, late hits, and all-around unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm not sure if his talent is going to be the bigger story in his career or his mental issues. We might be looking at another James Harrison here. Yeah, or someone to take a little pressure off James Harrison. (laughs) Also on Friday, with Pat Shermer, the Cleveland Browns usher in another coaching era. Matt? Well, I don't think Pat Shermer is the home run that a lot of the Browns fans were hoping for as far as this hire is concerned, but I think... There's something important that he's going to be able to bring to the Cleveland Browns, and it's something they've lacked with their rebuilding progress, uh, projects in the past. They have kind of a unified team mindset, I think, when you look at the top down from Holmgren to Heckert and Pat Shermer. And I think uh, uh, all three of those guys being in the same mindset, uh, hey, knock on wood, this could be a good thing after all. Yeah, definitely could be a good thing, especially since we are known as the revolving door of coaches since we came back in 99. Uh, not, not a bad pick. I, I'm interested more in seeing who uh, he brings in as coordinators. Uh, I know they were after the quarterback coach of uh, Matt Ryan down in Atlanta, and he actually went to Minnesota uh, in the past few days. So I, that's what I'm looking at. You know, he's a, he's a West Coast guy, you know, same mold as – Holmgren, so maybe, maybe he's our guy. On Saturday, Jacob Pullen won't play in NIT. This from ESPN. Mr. Williams? Jacob Pullen from Kansas State uh, came out with these lovely ludicrous comments um, based on the fact that they lost their opening two games in in the Big 12. Uh, Kansas State should rally to where they can get a, a, a... actual tournament seed uh honestly if if they do make the nit i really don't see him not playing in the nit because that hurts his draft stock well more than just that have you ever seen frank martin when he's angry 
I don't think that's a guy I want to mess with. He's like he's like Henry Rollins when he's pissed off. Um, that being said, I yeah, I'm with you. If if they make the NIT, he's not going to follow through on this threat. But at the same time, they're currently like I believe number 23 in the nation, and uh, you, they, they've got a long way to go before they even need to worry about the NIT. Also on Saturday, video shows Pat's sideline wall versus Jets. Matt Smith. Okay, so the Pats created a wall. It's a dirty tactic. The Jets are obviously upset by this because they got nailed for it earlier in the season, and it actually cost assistant coach Salalosi his job. But here's the thing. There's there's something effectively very different between the Pats' sideline wall and the Jets' sideline wall. The players involved in the Jets' sideline wall were inactive players, out of uniform, not prepared to play in the football game, and the players on the Patriots' sideline wall were offensive linemen getting prepared to head into the game. It's an easy one to explain away, whether it's legitimate or not. I don't really see much fallout from this. Yeah, this just seems a little bit more of a <laughs> people trying to make something more than what it is, and and why not? You know, that's a rivalry game. A- afterwards, you're always going to have a fallout. So, but I, I agree, Matt. There's not going to be a big issue here. If you're going to cheat, do it right. On Sunday, Cincinnati Reds and Joey Votto okay a three-year, thirty-eight million dollar deal. Robert. Well, this seems like an actual deal indeed. Uh, Joey Votto, reigning NL MVP, for thir- right around $13 million a year for the next three years. I, I know he's 27. He, uh, he'll be 30 once this contract's over, but the fact that he could have probably gotten a little bit more maybe somewhere else, this is a great deal for mid-market teams. Yeah, you, you got to think. Uh, you, well, you get first of all, you got to give Votto some credit because I, I I think anybody can look at the situation and realize that he could have gotten a lot more money if he would have left Cincinnati and gone to a team like Boston or a team like New York who who overpay for his type of talent. But uh, for the for the Reds, it's a great deal, thirty eight million dollars for a solid player. The only knock I've really ever heard on Joey Votto is that he hasn't really shown the ability to sustain. Uh, his strong performance over multiple seasons, but he's really only been a starter in Major League Baseball for three years, and his numbers have improved every single one of those three years. So what what more do you want from a guy? Also on Sunday, Tom Cable fined 120000 by the Oakland Raiders in 2010. Matt? Yes, the bound-for-the-grave Al Davis deducted $120,000 from Tom Cable's payroll for undisclosed reasons in this past season. Uh, presumably because Al Davis is an idiot. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Presumably because uh, Al Davis thinks that uh, Tom Cable was irresponsible and sometimes violent. Uh, things that he, Both things that he mentioned in the train wreck of a press conference that he had last week. The question that I have, though, is, you know, maybe Al Davis is right. Maybe he's irresponsible. Maybe he's sometimes violent. But two years ago, he punched an assistant coach, and he's had repeated domestic violence claims ever since then. If you didn't fire him for it two years ago, what's changed now? Al Davis is still as senile (laughs) as he's been for the past 10 years. Um, unfortunately for Tom Cable, he had a really good year this year, especially out in the uh, wasteland known as Oakland, and he gets fired for it, and he gets 
and taken pretty much to an arbitrator uh, through the NFL to see if he's actually going to be able to recoup any of this money. And I I think I said it last week or the week before when they were talking about uh, the firing Tom Cable that Oakland will not be the Oakland of old until Al Davis really just relinquishes whatever control he thinks he has and, and, and hires a good NFL guy. I'd be willing to bet that Al, Al Davis can't even control his own bladder. On Monday, New Jersey Nets expect to meet with Carmelo Anthony this week, sources say. Bob? Well, <laughs> as of today, we know that didn't happen. Uh, we also know that uh, Prokhorov has pretty much told uh, the NBA that they're done, they're out. There is no Melo going to the New Jersey Nets. Somewhere in New York, Knicks fans are giving a little hooray somewhere uh, that they might be able to uh, get Mello there. But hey, more power to the Nets not actually giving up their entire roster for one guy. Uh, and they still have young pieces there that they can build through. Yeah, I think uh, I think Carmelo, he, he's been kind of an interesting read this week. Uh, when this first story came out, Carmelo was saying he didn't know anything about a meeting. Uh, I partially think his denials were more based on the fact that he didn't want to get you know, accused of tampering. But uh, the, the Denver Nuggets gave permission for the Nets to talk to him, so it wouldn't have been tampering or, or, or collusion or anything like that. But, yeah, he's not going to the Nets. And, and throughout all of these proceedings, I think it was pretty obvious that had the Nets actually made the deal to get Carmelo Anthony, that he would have been a half-season rental because he would not have re-signed for that team. At least that was the body language he was given off. Also on Monday, Brett Favre files retirement papers with NFL. Yeah, I really can't get too excited about this. Retirement paperwork, as has been proven over and over again, is not legally binding. All this really means is that Brett Favre has officially begun his campaign to return next year. I don't think I could have said that any better. Let's see what crazy stuff happens this offseason, Mr. Favre. <laughs> In all seriousness, I really do sincerely believe that he's done. Oh, I, I hope he is. For, for his sake, for his actual um, legacy in the NFL, because he's to the point where he... he you know, any any sports caster journalist is is making fun of him and mocking him. Not to mention the fact that now a Minnesota masseuse is accusing him of texting her lewd pictures. Dun dun dun. And finally, on Tuesday, Michigan Wolverines land Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Greg Madison. Bob. Okay, Brady Hoke might not have been the guy that they wanted up in Michigan to begin with. Not the big name that he needed. But this might be a very sneaky, sneaky move. Greg Madison was actually the defensive coordinator or had some input in the defense of the 2006-2007 Florida Gators who beat who, Matt, in the championship game? Um, I believe that would be the Ohio State Buckeyes. So it, it seems like he's going on, on, on the right step. And honestly, he's definitely going to be a step up from Greg Robinson. Uh, for Michigan now, they just need to land the recruits on the defense to be able to compete. 
Yeah, definitely a intelligent and well-plotted-out move by the Michigan Wolverines, but I, I kind of wonder where Madison's motivation is to make the move as a defensive coordinator for a highly respected defensive unit for the Baltimore Ravens to take kind of a step backward to become a college-level defensive coordinator for a team that has had absolutely wretched defense over the last three seasons. I think if he'd have kind of stuck it out another year or two in Baltimore, he could have been looking at head coaching job offers in the college ranks rather than defense coordinator position. And finally on Tuesday, Indianapolis Colts ready to pay Peyton Manning most in the NFL. Matt? Okay, so I get that Peyton Manning is a great quarterback. I understand that he's a great team player, good guy in the locker room, Uh, I I understand building a team around his talents. The problem that I have is Peyton Manning, believe it or not, has shown zero potential to uh, be great when when it's required most of him. A lot of his playoff failures that he's had in the past have been blamed on the weak defensive performances by his teams, but in, in six of his playoff losses... They've given up 21 points or less, and he's actually only 6-6 six and six in games where his defense gives up 21 points or less. Tom Brady's 12-1 and one in those games. Ben Roethlisberger is 6-0 and oh in these games. I think, it's, I think it's time we get over Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is the pretty girl at prom that you know is going to win the queen, the crown, but might not be the most deserving of it. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big Peyton fan. He's probably one of the smartest guys in, in the NFL, but that might be one of his downfalls as well. Uh, for him, I think he might not want to take the most money and, and see if they can uh, use that in different avenues to, to help actually get him another Super Bowl. Well, this has been our Sports on Point weekly rewind. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please send us your suggestions on how we can improve the show and comments to feedback at sportsonpoint.com. You can also call the show at 646-39-POINT. That's 646-397-6468. All right, guys, make sure you tune in for Sports on Point, the official podcast, episode number 37. We're going to talk a little bit about Kevin Love and the All-Star Game, the ongoing mellow drama of Carmelo Anthony and the New York Jets and their postseason success. Tune in, guys.